Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. Hey, we're glad that you picked this one to listen to. We've got a great topic and a fantastic guest with us today. But before we get to that, I want to remind you to take 30 seconds and leave a rating and review. It helps other people find the podcast as they search for student ministry related content. It also helps us get better. And we want to keep getting better because we do this podcast for you, the student ministry leader. So let us know what you think. And we read those often and talk about them on our team and how we can keep improving. So let us know. We will do it. I am Ben Trueblood. I'm hosting with you today. And alongside me is producer Nathan. What's up? How's it going? It's good, man. We are. I'm excited about today's topic. It is one that... Um, that I think is necessary, but Nathan, you have said, uh, I, I won't steal the phrase that you, that you said, it's quite but in right. preparing for this, you were like, man, it's hard to talk about disappointment without just sounding disappointed the whole time, <laughs> but, but we're going to give it a shot, right? That's right. Yeah. So that's our topic today is persevering or dealing with disappointment. Here's the reality. All of us have disappointments. There are going to be disappointments in life. There are going to be disappointments in ministry. There are going to be times when people come to us with their disappointments, teenagers, volunteer leaders, parents in the ministry. And so this is something that we need to wrestle with. And hopefully in our imperfection and our reliance on the Holy Spirit, that the way we deal with disappointment can keep us moving forward and also can be an example for others to see like, oh, that's how you deal with that, or that's how you go through that. And here to talk to us today about dealing with disappointment is Kate Downing. Kate has been serving in student and girls ministry for the last 11 years at churches in Georgia, Texas, and Oklahoma. Through teaching and writing, she loves to help teenagers come to know Jesus and fall in love with scripture. Kate also has a heart for helping to equip the next generation of students and girls ministry leaders. She currently serves as the girls minister at Battle Creek Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Honey Lavender Lattes and all the fun and crazy parts of student ministry are her a few of her favorite things. I want to start there. Perfect. We'll get to the we'll get to the disappointment <laughs> in a minute. Kate, it's great to have you on with us. Thanks for taking some time. Oh man, thank you so much. I'm so honored and excited to be hanging out with y'all today. Well, I I want to know about this honey lavender <laughs> latte because it sounds delicious and I have never I've wow. never had one of these things. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Okay, let me just let me introduce you. Let me open up a whole new world of yes. deliciousness into your life. Yes, a honey lavender latte. My favorite coffee shop here uh in Tulsa calls it the honeybee. Um so okay. it is the most delicious, but the honey lavender latte a, a phenomenal choice. If you're headed to, you know, a coffee shop today, pick one of those up. Let them know. So I now is it. this, is this something that can be ordered? Like, like if I go to Starbucks and I start asking for, give me this, do they have like the lavender syrup there? Is that something that, you know, I've never tried it at Starbucks, but I would assume, I would hope that a national chain of such a brand as Starbucks would have lavender syrup and obviously honey to therefore they yeah. make a honey lavender latte. But I know like all the, it's like the trend. Honestly, here's the real thing. I work with teenage girls. 
So let's be clear. I'm just trying to be cool like they are, you know, and all, <laughs> their thing is to go to these cool like hipster coffee shops and order fancy things. So I just get whatever they tell me to get. <laughs> hey, that's there is a good that's a good thing. It's building relationships and you you get opened up to new and better things. Exactly. So. Exactly. The whole, my whole world has been uh, expanded due to that. I love it. Nathan, do you have lavender, sir? That sounds like something no. you would have in your cooking <laughs> adventures. Surprisingly, I do not have oh, lavender man. syrup. I, I bet you will soon. Nathan has all kinds. For those of you that uh, have been following the podcast for a while, you may not know this yet about Nathan, but he's quite the cook and wow. has all kinds of syrups at the house. You got to so, be ready. Ice cream to you want to whip up a little bit of like fish with like a raspberry sauce on oh. top of it. You got to do that stuff. You got to have all wow. the syrups on hand if, you know, you want to get creative in the moment. So, yep. Wow. Well, let, let lavender be the next one on the shopping list. <laughs> there you go. I'll add it. There you go. I love it. Well, uh, let's talk about disappointment, shall we? Let's do um, it. This is the, there's no better way than just to jump in. Yeah. Um, and it is one of those things that like, it's hard. We don't want to, this, we don't want this to be the Eeyore podcast. Yes. Uh, but the reality is, is like, I've had disappointments this year. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have them next year. I, I'm, there's going to be disappointments professionally. There's mm-hmm. going to be disappointments personally. And it's it's something that we need to deal with and wrestle with. And I think I, I don't know that I would blanket throw everyone under the bus with this, but uh, I can look back at disappointments and say, man, I, I I probably didn't walk through that in the most healthy way possible. Mm-hmm. And so I I feel like this is something that people struggle with and yeah. and need learning on. So I'm grateful that you would take the yeah. time. Um, you, you mentioned to us before we pressed record, uh, this is something you've actually written on, uh, that you've, that you wrote curriculum for your church on this topic. And so, yeah, it's great to have (laughs) you for this topic. Well, listen, it was perfect. Just perfect. Honestly, when the pandemic kind of started and our city kind of went into lockdown as you know, most everybody did. Um, and it was right at, I don't know why I can remember this, but it was right at like prom season, you know? And so working in teenagers, that's like a big deal that it's prom season. And it was right at, mm. at the beginning of soccer season for a lot of our, our students were super involved on teams on campuses here. And so it just, we just saw the disappointment in how students thought their spring semester of school was going to go and how it looked yeah. nothing like they thought for. And so disappointment just seemed to be the like, you know, prevailing uh, emotion or mentality of our students and of our leaders and of of us as as team members here. And so we just said, well, you know what, let's address it. Let's just hit this head on. And so we, we took a couple of weeks um, out of our kind of plan for what the spring semester series curriculum was going to look like. Mm. And we wrote a series called Disappointed um, and, all you know, made it all about what does it mean to um, see that God is still good, even in the middle of disappointment. And how, how, how can we walk through disappointment? We can't avoid it. We can't ignore yeah. it. That's unhealthy. Um, but certainly God has given us tools and equipped us with the ability to, to walk through disappointment and not allow it to be a thing that controls us. Um, so anyway, it was really exciting. It was cool to get to, to write that and be able to teach that. Um, but it has definitely been something that shaped the way that I've thought about disappointment ever since then. 
Yeah. So just being able to name it and mm-hmm. say in your ministry, like, mm-hmm. hey, we know that you guys are disappointed about these real things that you're missing out on. Yeah. How did that come across? How did students receive this series, this focus on that? Um, in in particular, just recognizing, hey, we see that you guys are disappointed and we want to talk about that with you. Yeah, I think it helped them feel known. Um, I think mm-hmm. so often being disappointed it comes with, and I think it's so much of, of our enemy telling us these lies, but it comes with this feeling of loneliness that I'm the only one who's walking through this, or I'm the only one yeah. who didn't get this thing, which the whole, you know, kind of definition of disappointment is um, that you're displeased or unhappy because something that you had hoped in became unfulfilled, that there was some mm. expectation that you had that didn't get fulfilled. And so it can feel so often, especially in a teenager's life, well, in reality, in any of our lives, <laughs> that it's so right. easy to feel disappointed when we look at our neighbor or our classmate or our friend or whatever and say, they have something that I longed for that I don't have. And so I'm going to feel disappointed in that. And then I'm also going to feel lonely in it. And that's such a tornado of lies that the enemy tells us. And so I think for our students, just to hear us address that and to say, hey, listen, we're battling with those same disappointments. We're battling with those same unmet expectations but you're not alone in this and and that there is still hope like like I said before there's still hope even in the middle of how you're feeling right now uh, and it was funny because we were teaching this series live to no one in a room you know because it was being live streamed <laughs> to yeah. these students so you're like I hope this is connecting I, I hope this is making yeah. sense but it was so cool to see our students like posting on Instagram afterward or, you know, messaging mm-hmm. us afterward and saying, thank you so much. Like, this is what I needed to hear. I, I, you know, I thought I was alone in, in feeling these things, but I'm so glad to know that I'm not alone in this, um, which is kind of the first step, I think, in coming out of that feeling of disappointment. But um, that was just huge for them was to feel known. Yeah. What an interesting view of that with, we're going to talk about this because we know that this is something that you guys are experiencing right now in your life in a major way. And at the same time, be the people on the other side of the camera who no doubt are disappointed because there's ministry stuff. Like you're talking to yeah. an empty room and are probably disappointed yeah. with that. Yeah. There's ministry things that happened. I know uh, for one, one for us, and I know different levels of this happened all across the country. So yeah. by no means is this a, a true for everyone, but, um, we didn't have summer camp, uh, in 2020. And so like that was, we walked through a lot of that with our staff of, Mm -hmm. we worked all year to put on camp and to see teenagers be able to come and churches be able to come and be a part of that. And then it's gone. Yeah. And so like from the ministry side of it, you guys are walking through some of the same disappointments as you teach about it, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I I think it's so interesting uh, that you bring up that idea of like something being kind of like you plan for it and then it kind of gets like taken, which one of the things I learned about the idea of disappointment is that it's derived from this idea of someone being um, deprived of their position, Mm. that someone was appointed to this place or this position of authority, or, you know, I picture like a, you know, a ruler and all of a sudden they are disappointed. They are no longer appointed to that position and they're deprived of something that, that likely they 
wanted and that they longed for and that they hoped for. And so often that feeling of being disappointed comes with feeling like you're being deprived of something that someone has taken Mm. or, you know, something in the case of maybe, you know, the pandemic has like taken away this thing that we've longed for, we wanted for so long. Um, And it's, I I think that we said, we definitely saw that in camp getting taken away. We saw that in so many different things, but I think that applies to each of our lives too, that there are parts and pieces of our personal lives. Sometimes it feels like we're getting deprived of something. And so that it can be so easy to feel disappointed in that. Well, we, I love the definition that you're bringing to disappointment in general. And I think that's really, really helpful. Um, So we, you know, we've talked about like students and, it's been, it's easy for us to kind of deflect and say, oh, this is how we talk about students when they deal with disappointment, but let's kind of turn the spotlight on ourselves a little bit and Mm -hmm. say like, so as a person, Kate in, in ministry, who's a leader in ministry, when, how do you persevere Mm -hmm. through disappointment? How do you not teach about it. How do I not teach about it? But how do we, how do we actually walk through it? Yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things that like, unfortunately we don't get the choice whether or not we do walk through it. You know, I wish, I wish yeah. we could, but we, we don't. But one of the most powerful things that the Lord has just taught me over, even over the last couple of years in this season of, of my own life in the ministry and just personally is that it's okay to feel disappointed. I, you know, I say that to my students a lot, but sometimes I tell myself that it's okay to feel disappointed, but it's not okay to like sit in that or to let that become the all consuming thought process or motivation behind my, my life. And part of the way that I recognize that I become overwhelmed by disappointment is when I allow the enemy to help me believe or, or, or lie to me. And I, I allow that lie to remain that I'm being deprived of something that I deemed was good that I said, yeah. Hey, this is a good thing for my life. God, I have it all planned out. It doesn't, this look like a great plan. Let's go with my plan. Thanks so much. <laughs> and then <laughs> as he does, the Lord does not go with my plan. And I feel like I've been, I'm being deprived of something mm. that I've, you know, earned, I've, I've deserved, I have longed for, I've wanted, I, you know, I've waited for whatever that, whatever that might be that I can often feel like I'm being deprived of that. And if I believe that God is depriving me of something, that he is um, taking something from me that I've earned or I deserve or I, I whatever, then what I begin to do is then to believe the lie that God is not good. That hmm. though I know that's not true, I begin to allow different parts of my heart to compromise in that and to think, well, because, I, because he disappointed me in this, then therefore he is not trustworthy or he is not reliable or he does not have good plans for my life. And when I can kind of recognize that spiral kind of happening in me yeah. uh, and that unhealth that comes and, you know, then I am less likely to want to, you know, do ministry or I'm less likely to want to fulfill the calling that God has placed on my life. All those different kinds of things that happen as a result of believing those lies. Um, what, what my sweet mom, honestly, sweet Karen, what my mom has taught me (laughs) since I was a kid was, Hey, when, when you're starting to believe lies, go back to what is true, go back to Mm -hmm. what you know, to be true about who God is, about who he says you are. It's the whole Philippians four, eight. I like to call the Philippians four, eight filter, like think on these things, whatever's true and noble and pure and lovely and virtuous and praiseworthy, all those, all those things. That when I start to kind of spiral into that disappointment and I start to recognize it's now undermining my belief of who God is. Okay, I need to go back to what is true. 
need to go back to the truth that, you know, in, in Psalm 84, it, it says that God does not withhold good things from those who walk uprightly. That that's, this is not who he is. He does not withhold yeah. good things, which means I have to start recognizing the things that I think are good are maybe not as good as I think they are. Or maybe God has not deemed them good in this certain season in my life. But that's okay because his plans are much better than mine. And sometimes his no brings me more good and him more glory in the long run than him saying yes to the things that I longed for or that I wanted. Um, And so I think to to make it a little shorter from what I've rambled on for here is that, you know, I, I believe that the way, the best way I've learned to persevere in disappointment is just to go back to what is true, to recognize the, area, the lies that I'm believing and to go back to, okay, but what do I know to be true about God? And what do I know yeah. to be true about his plan for my life? Um, and, and that is that it is good. And that sometimes his no is better than, than my plan. And sometimes his wait mm. is better than my, but I want it now. <laughs> um, yeah. And that he, in Damn. fact, is the hope of my soul, not this thing that I'm, I, I wanted to have happen or this, um, thing that I, I wanted to see him him do. Instead, he himself is the hope and anchor of my soul, like Hebrews talks about. Yeah, that's so good. Like his weight is better than my right now, and his 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 good mm-hmm. is better than what we might say is good for us right now, and yeah. whatever that is. And and that's so hard. That's yeah. so in those moments when that when that disappointment is like rushing in. Yeah. Anchor is the right word. Like, mm-hmm. like there, that's to me. Yeah. It's such a powerful word and yeah. scriptural word to say like, okay, I am anchored mm-hmm. in Christ. Like that is because disappointment can be a pretty big wave. Yeah. Yeah. It can be something that, that topples. And so hearing like, man, God's weight is better than than my right now and just sitting in, like you said, I think the way that you articulated it according to the way that scripture articulates it is so, so strong mm-hmm. and going back to what is true and thinking on those things. Yeah. Uh, you know, I look at the times even over the last year where um, I allowed myself to sit in the disappointment yeah. longer than the recognizing it and saying, okay, this is what's happening right now. Mm, yep. But where I've allowed myself to sit in it, like all of those reasons, all of those things were like, okay, like I eventually got there, but I wish I would have gotten there earlier. So much like, it would have <laughs> it would yes. have saved myself a lot of a lot of heartache and time and yeah. all of this pain and all of the stuff. Yeah. But, oh. Man. And I think so much of it is like that idea of yielding to the Lord and yielding to his will above mine. You know, that I think that's been such a thing God's been teaching me this last year. Um, a, a silly example of this is we, we planned a girls event in uh, back in July um, for our, for our girls. And it was, you know, beautiful in my mind. The plan was <laughs> phenomenal and we had everything set up. It was like one of those events where you're, you're actually set up early, which never happens. And you think yeah. to yourself, Oh my gosh, I'm going to have some, I'm going to have an opportunity to like just sit here and enjoy as the, as you know, girls and leaders come in, I'm just going to be able to talk and not be running around doing crazy things. <laughs> and we, it was all outside, you know, it's be- like beautiful field, blankets, pillows, you know, very girl event. whole thing set up. 
10 minutes after we're done setting the whole thing up, we're sitting down just being like, wow, we're so proud of ourselves. We got this thing done. It begins to torrentially pour rain, just (laughs) torrential rain. And I literally went outside and stood in the rain and cried and said, are you, God, how is this better? How is this better than my plan? Because now everything I own is soaked. My whole plan, I have to recreate a plan for this event. I've got girls showing up in 30 minutes. This is wild. What are you doing here, God? And I think what was so sweet about the Lord is just that he allowed me to walk through that. Not because there was some great revival that happened because we did it inside, though I wish that was the case. (laughs) Yeah. But I I had to learn or I got to learn that lesson of saying, okay, God, you know what? I want to be yielded to your will more than I want what I want. God, I want what you want for me and for this ministry and for this event more than what I want. And if you deem it better that we shove everything inside and, you know, that I have to leave my pillows outside for three days to let them dry. <laughs> then, okay. Uh, and I definitely didn't do that very well for a while, but God just brought me on yeah. this journey over the next couple of weeks of just saying, okay, God, I want to be yielded to you. And I recognize there's some parts of me that aren't. And so let, mm. you know, begin to shine your, your Holy Spirit, you know, conviction into the parts of my heart that are not yielded and that are allowing disappointment to control my mind and my heart. Um, and so I look back on that event, very grateful for what God did in my heart. I don't know that there was anything yeah. special that happened in those girls' hearts because it rained, but I know there's something special that happened in my heart because of it. Man, the, uh, the yielding and disappointment being linked to the mindset of, I just want what I want, Mm -hmm. I think is a powerful realization because I think so much of what we do is spiritually based that it can be easily connected to, well, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing these things. And so I think it can throw off our uh, our true north, so to speak, mm. because we have all of these things with righteous motivation. Yeah. With we we want these things to go well or whatever. Yeah. But in the end, is there still this I just want what I want? Mm. We know that the old self is continually trying to climb back mm. on top of us. Yep. Right? <laughs> like we we know that that as that old man is continually trying to retake us in and and cover the new man that God has given us the new self and yeah. i think that's part of it is that there's that unyielding i just still want what i want yeah and when we see disappointment for that like you've said then that puts us in a place to be able to say i did not want this mm. but you did yeah and so now I can spend my time trying to figure out why you did yeah. or asking you why you did yeah. instead of being disappointed about it. Yeah. I think the other thing too, it's going to be really easy for somebody to listen to this and to say, well, there's a lot of like, well, just realize that God's plan is better than ours and, you know, just move on and trust the Lord. And while all those things are true, I don't want people to miss where you started. And Mm -hmm. that's, it's okay to feel that way. Yeah, absolutely. It's okay to feel the disappointment. It's okay to express that to God. It's okay to name a disappointment. Mm. 
but it's in what you have so well articulated to us, I think today is that it's where you go after admitting and recognizing this is a feeling I have and this is where I am. Yeah. That really matters in terms of walking in disappointment. Mm. Yeah. I think too, like disappointment can be a season yes. as well and yep. not just a moment. Like there can be, so oh, if yeah. somebody, you know, we've talked about moments so far, mm. but there can be seasons of disappointment that yeah. people walk through and that it's not a rushed through thing, but Kate, you're so right on it. I think in just saying, Hey, like, let's remember thanks props to your mom oh, who, who listen, said, think about day. what's true. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> 100%. That was honestly the first verse I ever memorized as a kid. And I'm so grateful that we did that. They taught me yeah. that because that's been so instrumental in helping me. And honestly, the, then the girls that I talk to and the friends that I have and the leaders that I communicate with, is okay, but let's go back to what is true. And as hard as that mm. is for me to hear, and I, I mentioned my mom because 99% of the time in the moments in the seasons of disappointment that I have walked through, I will call her and say, I'm just bummed. Like, I'm just mad. And she'll yeah. say, okay, I, you know, I, I hear you. I, I, I'm so sorry. That is really hard. But let's go back to what is true. You know, who is God? What, is, what does he say that his plans are for you? What, you know, what has he promised? you in your life? What's the hope of your life? Is it that God would do this thing or is your hope in him? In fact, I was just reading um, mm. a book called Waiting on God by Andrew Murray, a super old book, uh, but a yeah. phenomenal one. Um, and he talks about this idea that the idea of waiting on God is not waiting for God to do something for us, but it's waiting on God's presence. And I know in my life, mm. I have I have been in seasons of disappointment because I have had my focus be on waiting on God to do something for me instead of saying, God, you are my hope. I am waiting on you. And when I can put refocus my heart's you know, affection and my mind's attention on, but God, at the end of the day, you are my hope. And so if you choose to say no to this thing or you choose to not work in this way that, that I'm asking you to, to work then I can still trust that you are good, even in the middle of that, that I can trust that you're good when you say wait, uh, or that you're good when you say no. Um, which this is like the story of Lazarus, like that just comes to my mind when you've got Mary and Martha, <laughs> who are like, believing that Jesus could heal him, you know, they were like, you can do it, just go ahead and do it. Like, let's get this done. Mm. And Jesus yeah. waited two days. And like, how Soul agonizing that must have been for, for them to be like, but you have the power, God, you can do. And how many times have I cried that out to the Lord? Like, you can do this, God. Like, you have the power to yeah. do it. And he says, no, I'm going to wait. And I'm going to I'm gonna let him die. And I'm going to let him be buried. And I'm going to let it happen for three more days. And then I'm going to show you my power because there is something that's going to be even better for you and give me greater glory in me saying mm. wait and no to what you've asked. Because your hope doesn't need to be in what I can do for you, but in who I am. And that's the whole point of that story is that it's not that Jesus could raise Lazarus from the dead, but that it was that Jesus was the resurrection and the life, that that is who yeah. he was. And so that's where their hope could be found. And anyway, I can get, I can get on my soapbox that's on that great. for a while. No, that's good. So let's, uh, let's flip the script around just a little bit mm -hmm. and let's ask the question, 
how do we deal with people with when people are disappointed in us? Mm. So how do we walk through like disappointments that other people feel? Yeah. Uh, maybe specifically when like we've s- done something that has been a, that has become a disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think a huge part of that is, is humility. Um, and is just being willing to listen. Um, cause sometimes that disappointment happens in others because there's some sin in, in my life or, um, there's something that I didn't see or I didn't understand. And so maybe I, you know, was quick to make a judgment call or I was, you know, quick in my words, which oftentimes when I'm discouraged or disappointed, I can be short tempered or I can Hmm. be less likely to be kind. And so, you know, that's so easy to happen. Um, but I think, you know, when I've recognized disappointment in others based on, you know, maybe something that I've done or said that has been wrong or offensive or, you know, something along that, those lines is to say, okay, God, let me, let me be humble enough to recognize where I need to grow and where maybe I need to apologize or I need to, you know, come to him and talk with him. Um, and, and sometimes it's not sin. Sometimes it's just unfortunate sets of circumstances. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That have to happen. I mean, you know, talking about camp getting canceled last year, that there were so many students and leaders who were just disappointed. And it felt like in us as the the leaders who had to say, nope, we can't do it. I'm so sorry. You know, it's just, it's not gonna, it's not gonna be able to happen. Or, you know, this thing is not gonna be able to look the way we want it to look. And, uh, and in those moments, I think just sitting with them and saying, it's okay to feel disappointed. I feel disappointed too. Um, You know, I, I, I think, one of the greatest stories of disappointment in all of scripture is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know, like as they're getting thrown into the fiery furnace, how disappointed they must have felt. And like, God, you didn't want to like deliver us. You didn't want to like, <laughs> like, yeah. cause we, we did what you asked. Yeah. Like we, <laughs> yeah. You know, I just think like they must have been going through like all these different plans of ways that God could have delivered them as the heat from the furnace is like starting to really, you know, they're starting to feel it as they're getting led to this furnace and all of a sudden they're getting dropped in it and feeling like, okay, God, I guess your will is not to deliver us from it. I guess we'll get delivered in, you know, in death. (laughs) Here we go. And the beauty of that being that then God showed up with them in the middle of it. And I just think that's such a beautiful picture of how God calls us as believers, as leaders, as student ministers to to be with our people when they're walking in disappointment, that we would be present with them in the middle of that and sit and cry with them or sit and, you know, just, you know, feel the feelings with them, but then also help them to not stay there for too long, but to come back out of that and say, okay, but let's go back to what is true. Let's go back to who God is and that he is with us in the middle of this. Um, So, you know, I just think the the humility of recognizing where where we may have gone wrong but then also the the humility of just saying, let's just, let me just listen. Let me just hear your heart. Yeah. I think it's great that you pointed out to the distinction that it, it sometimes it might be something that we actually did. Like mm. that is a sinful attitude or action on our part. Yeah. And other times just a misunderstanding. Yeah. Just one of those things that happens along the way, mm. something that you may have to do that still causes disappointment. And uh, I think like youth ministry leaders that are listening to this, you communicate with so many people Mm. over the course of the weeks and months that you do your role. Like you're constantly communicating 
you're constantly having conversations, you're leading, you're, you have a direction that, that you're following, that your pastor's given you, that the Lord's given you, like you are doing all of these things. And the reality is, is sometimes that's going to match up with other people's expectations. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes it's, it's not going to match up with other people's expectations. Yeah. Like they're, they're going to think the student ministry is supposed to go a different way. Mm. And yeah. Sometimes they could be right and a course adjustment is necessary. Yeah. And sometimes they're just wrong. Mm. And I think the humility when you know you're right. Yeah. Is the is the tough one there. Yes. <laughs> because it's like what you wanted and what I have have unfortunately at times in 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 my past have done is like has been more of the bulldozer. No, this is the right direction. I know it's the right direction. Mm-hmm. These are the 10 reasons why. Why can't you understand that? And at the end of it, it's because the person, the parent or the leader on the other end of the conversation is I don't understand it because you're just not taking the time to listen. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're not taking the time to listen to my disappointment. Mm. You're just giving me reasons why I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and why I shouldn't be anymore, just wouldn't anymore. And it's like, okay. And yes. I know I've been on the other side of that where someone's been like, well, just suck it up. And I'm like, but I'm just sad. And I just want to be sad for a little while. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. <laughs> yes. And those, those, are, those are important moments, Yeah, I think, where the word that you used is humility. And I think it's right where that humility that comes from the Holy spirit just can take over and say, okay, I know that you're disappointed in this and not even a, but here's why we're doing, no, just, I know that you're disappointed. Yeah, (laughs) And often that's enough. Often that is enough Mm -hmm. to listen and to recognize where someone is. And then you can move on. Yeah. Because there's just not an answer. You know, and I'm, I'm a fixer. I want to like fix yeah. things for people. And so I sit with, you know, teenage girls and, and moms and leaders all the time who, you know, will share incredibly heartbreaking things. Sometimes it's like, my boyfriend broke up with me and I want to be like, good. He was an idiot. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> so right. glad. I want to rejoice in this moment. But I have to understand, yeah. you feel sad. You feel disappointed because you had this expectation that he was going to fulfill the promises he made to you, that he was going to be this great and wonderful person, that you guys were going to get married, even though you're in ninth grade and you shouldn't be planning yeah. your wedding in ninth grade. You know, all the <laughs> things that you do in student ministry. Uh, but sometimes it just, it's just, okay, God, would you quiet my heart and quiet my spirit and not make me think I need to try to come up with the right answer or say the right thing to fix this. Sometimes you just want me to sit with this girl and let her cry and let her be sad, but then remind her of what is true, not to fix it, not to put a bandaid on it, not to make her stop crying, but to refocus her, her expectation on the one who will never fail her, the one who will never break a promise, the one who will be there for her in, in every situation. And that is you and that God, you are mm-hmm. the hope and anger of our soul, that you are the one who does not disappoint, not what you can do for us, but who you are. Um, but yeah. yeah, sometimes it's just hard to sit with them and not try to fix it, but to just sit and listen. Totally. Well, and you, you know, you were role playing a conversation that you've had no doubt many times and using the pronoun her there. And I think yeah. like we could put ourselves into that, mm-hmm. into the receiving side of that conversation so many yeah. times. Yeah. And it is, I'm really thankful 
uh, we you have pointed us back to what is true today in a uh, in a necessary topic of something that's hard to deal with and disappointment. And yeah. so I'm really grateful that you spent oh. this time with us and pointing us back to the truth. I will remember to the next time that I walk through disappointment. And listeners, I hope you do too. I hope that you that you hear. Kate and her mom saying, but what is true? Let's remember, let's remember what is true. It's, it is, uh, it is, it is the anchor. And Mm. I'm, I'm thankful for that reminder from you today. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ben. This has been so fun to get to hang out with y'all and talk about this with you guys. Absolutely. Well, Nathan and I will be right back in just a minute after this short word. Stick with us. Don't go anywhere. Hey, I want to take just a quick second to tell you about a brand new study that is out now from Lifeway students. It is called Learning to Lead as a Disciple of Jesus, and it is a book study on the book of Philippians. Brent Crow is the author, and recently we did a podcast with Brent to talk about how he structured the study about leadership as a disciple of Jesus, according to the book of Philippians. It was a fantastic episode. I challenge you to go listen to it. But if you want to walk through the book of Philippians Uh, With your students, this is a great option. It's seven sessions. Brent does have some video teaching to go along with that. And again, it is a walkthrough of the book of Philippians called Learning to Lead as a Disciple of Jesus. So check that out at lifeway.com and walk through it with your students. And we're back. Nathan. Yes, sir. Have you ever been disappointed? Yes, I have. (laughs) I, uh, me too. I I am not disappointed at all in that episode. Kate, no, that was great. Unbelievable. She's she's mm-hmm. the best, and really, really spoke a lot of truth there. And mm-hmm. I am wondering our standard question after an episode: What are we going to walk away with today? Yeah, man. I don't know. I think that's one I might have to go back and re listen to. I mean, I, so I listened to them all again because I edited them, but man, that was really good. You know, it's like, well, maybe a third time was good. No one has but, uh, listened to the Lifeway Students <laughs> podcast more than producer Nathan. That's that's probably true. A couple things I took away that really hit home, I think, for me was just how much she talked about, even in the middle of that disappointment, grounding ourselves back in the truth. And I think sometimes we're yeah. quick to be like, oh, that's just the Sunday school answer, but it's also the answer. You know, That's right. like, and so I think sometimes we, sometimes we think it sounds too cliche when really we just need to double down on it in the fact of like, man, I really, like she said, going back to Philippians four, like who we are in Christ in these moments, understanding and how she mentioned, you know, waiting for God, I thought was, was great. And then the other piece that really stuck out to me was when she was talking about the, just the story from Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego that God didn't choose to deliver them beforehand but he chose to be there with them in the middle of it. I thought that phrase of in the middle of it was huge because I think so often we try to do everything we can to, I think, negate the disappointment beforehand or we're there to help. Or even as students thoughts, we try to we try to be so proactive or we try to pick up the pieces. But how often do we just sit and be with them in the middle? And I thought that was really strong. Yeah, man, I did, too. I, I think what stuck out to me is the definition that she brought mm. to disappointment. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you've talked about disappoint or studied on disappointment or just thought about it yourself, you probably come to the conclusion that like disappointment is an unmet expectation or hope that I had. And that's where she went with it. But she went that extra step and talked about like that left unchecked 
will mm-hmm. lead us to develop a God is not good mm. kind of mindset. And that's why rooting and anchoring in what is true in the goodness of God. So in this moment, still, even though I am disappointed, the goodness of God is true. Mm-hmm is so impactful for me because when we go the other direction, we can get to the place where we begin to deny the goodness of God. Mm-hmm. Like this right. thing is not for my good. This thing is like God could even be against me in some way if the enemy continues to attack and mm-hmm. and we continue to sit in that disappointment of the unmet expectation or unmet hope or unfulfilled hope. And so I just thought that was so powerful those things being against each other, that Mm -hmm. God is good and he is good in everything. And then when we feel disappointment, if we allow the enemy's messages and if we allow that to run its course, then that could result in us challenging that God is good. Mm -hmm. So one is an anchoring to the faith and the other one is a, or anchoring to the truth. And the other one is a a, a distortion of the truth. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, you go back to the garden and it's like, that's the original mm-hmm. challenge, right? Is like the goodness of God. And does yep. God really mean what he says? Did God really say that? Did God really? And we have to go back to what is true. So that, that really, I, you know, I said during the podcast to Kate while she was on with us, like, I'm going to remember that. Mm-hmm. And I will. That's going to yep. stick. That language specifically is going to stick with me as I walk through disappointment again, because we will, right? Like mm-hmm. we're going to go through disappointments again and anchoring to what is true in that moment, I think is going to be a, a very, very important thing. I hope listeners to the podcast, I hope that this was a valuable to you as it was to us. This was a great episode. I want to thank Kate again for being on and we hope to see you next time on the student ministry podcast from Lifeway. See you then.